Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. Today we're continuing our discussion on defenders, this time tackling the mid-prices, the make or break of our fantasy team. Let's go! Go! G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. I am your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. Joined by Luke, who's stitching me up with the buttons already. <laughs> How are you, mate? I thought you might just hang on to it a little bit and I could kind of keep you going, but yeah, you um, no. you fell short, mate. I, I ran out of breath there. you got to bring yeah. the energy. I'm saving it for these defender mid-prices who we're going through today. I'm actually, I was thinking this morning, I'm actually pretty excited for this episode because these are the guys that you need to nail. Okay. Yeah, 100%. I mean, we, we talked premiums. You, you sort of, for, well, to the most yeah. extent, you know what you're going to get with the premiums, but we they're all like the process. premiums. You know, you're, you're splitting hairs and things like that, mm. but they're all good. You know, like it's yeah, not I like so. you know. I mean, maybe there might be one that really flops, but for the most part, we expect them all to be pretty good. We're hoping these so. mid prices, they could be awesome, they could be downright terrible, yep. could be everything in between. So uh, yeah. There's a lot to talk about. A lot of a lot of popular players for us to discuss. Picking so. these players well goes a long way to winning a hat, winning 100%. a car, I reckon, from and, the start. And, and it doesn't stop. If you, say if you don't pick these guys, it's not like, okay, they're out of my... I didn't pick them in this first round. They're out of my mind. Like, I'm not worrying about you gotta them. you got to fix that. you got to, yeah, you got to <laughs> stay on top of it, watch these guys through the first few rounds, and if they do pop even a round or two into it, fix up trades, yeah. get them into your sides. So, yes, very, very important. And we are going to be... Different to last time, we're going to be not fence-sitting today, Oh, uh, mostly because we couldn't find a sound grab for the uh, <laughs> for the maybe, but um, we're going to be giving a, a, a thumbs up, a thumbs down to all these mid-prices, basically to say whether or not we, you know, at 
January 8th, which is when we're recording this. Oh. Uh, we we know we, all we need to know by now, don't we? Absolutely. What, Pick your team. And what preseason? Like, who, set, who gives done. a shit? So, uh, <laughs> um, at the moment, this is, this is our, our thumbs up, thumbs down. So, let's you're, get... Uh, you're itching to get your sound grabs out. Do you want to you play them straight off? Just, no, just all keep them in suspense. I thought you might want to say, hey, here's what we got. No, but... no, we'll keep them in suspense. Right, right. Let's keep Jeez. up our sleeve. <laughs> they better be good now. I'll throw over to you the first one. Zach Williams of Carlton. He is very cheap for... Four hundred forty nine, yeah, four hundred forty four k, forty nine price at figure. Um, injuries obviously have been the reason that he is so cheap, but yeah. because he is cheap, he has tremendous upside. But what are your what are your thoughts with Zach Williams, who also has a round two buy? You brought it up there, and you flagged the injuries. So, so for me, there's there's that is sort of the main concern. If if he gets on the field and he's healthy. There's straight away for me 25 points of upside at a Surely, minimum. So yeah. we're looking at like maybe a 75 average with the potential in the right role to be even more impressive. Yep. So I wanted to sort of throw the question back to you on Zach Williams is if is this guy a guy that we have to pick except for the fact that he has the round two buy? Like if, yeah. if he didn't have the round two buy, would it just be. You know, I think these down. these round two buy players are very much to me, especially because they are the mid prices. They're very much going to be well. How do they score? How do they look in round zero? Because if Zach William come, if he comes out and scores a sixty five, I'm probably not picking him because he's going to play one game and then get around uh, like a buy round, yep. and um, his price is probably not going to move all that much. And if you know, for whatever reason, I want to get him in round three, then I can look that way and it might be a bit of a fix-up trade there. But if he comes out and scores a 90, then I might consider looking at Zach Williams in, in that situation. So he and another guy who we're going to talk about, um, you know, probably need to show not only a good role, but they also probably do need to score well because it does kickstart their movement in price because it is important for these mid-prices to get off to a fast start for them to be worthwhile to be in our starting squad. Will you put your money where your mouth is? Do you have a line? Oh, I don't know about a line just yet. And it will also depend on the other players that score in those lines as well. sitting already. Oh, (laughs) Uh, I'll say, what's he priced at again? 49. 49. Does it have to be a 75? If he scores an an 80 in a good roll, I'll accept it. Okay. Good, mate, that's good. Yeah. We normally fence it, yeah. so you fucking do, bang on. Do you agree with the line? Or I think eighty. I I would even go something around the seventy-five with the good roll. Yeah, I think it it does as One you week say. Buy. It does as you say depend on on what else is happening yeah. around him as well. Um, but I I get the feeling that there's going to be some safety in numbers here. Just mm. just from listening to other people talk, from reading write ups, yeah. I feel as though this is going to be a guy that a lot of people might just suck he, it up and he start. He will be with. very popular. And the reason we are starting with him is because of the players that we're going to be talking about today. He is the most popular. He is in currently thirty seven percent of AFL fantasy size, which is the most out of these mid price players. He got married recently too. Zachy Williams did. Mm. Is that a good or a bad thing for his fantasy? I was going to ask you this. I think. <laughs> I think. I think that there's a baby bump. Okay, so you think if they have a baby, no good. No or, good. Oh, good yeah, if they yeah, have the baby. Yeah, yeah they're, they're playing, how does that work? Well, they're playing sleep- for something else, you know. Like I don't know. There's just <laughs> sleepless nights. I wouldn't have thought that. Could have you be. seen Derek White, mate? He got, oh, he got sorry. a kid last Back year, and he's been killing. I, it. I think marriage. You know, I think relationship status is 
I think it's a positive thing for fantasy. Yeah. Generally, I think girlfriend, tank. Oh, okay. Value down, just like new marriage, maybe, maybe a good thing. So once know. you lock it in, lock in those fantasy scores as maybe. well. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Totally relevant. Mate, but, uh, we're going to be scrolling through Instagram, working out who's who. Yeah. Right now, right now, Zach Williams, what do you think? Well, do you think he's thumbs up, thumbs down? On the, on the fence, what have you got? We can't do maybe, mate. We don't have a sound grab for it. I'm going, thumbs up and let's go. Wow, wow, he's very nice. He's very nice. Okay. The oh. new sound grab. Oh, well done. Uh, I'll support that one. He is currently in the Mitchmond team at the moment because uh, I do think he's going to come out and score pretty well. He's not someone that I think we're going to have to... You know, like his injury concern, but like it's less of a concern when it's a guy that in six weeks you can flip him. And, you know, yeah. if he can just get through five, six, seven weeks, that's all he needs to do to make his money. And I'm not expecting him to be a premium like he, you know, you might have been a couple of years ago. This this time around, it's just literally a cheap guy who can score. He's You'd think he's best 22 as long as he's healthy. And, uh, you know, even two years ago, he scored like 137, I think, yeah. in a game. So he still has that ceiling. Halfback roll? Yeah. Doherty, so. Doherty into the midfield, midfield Sard and Williams dominating the halfback. Yes, uh, and uh, Newman. Mm. So that'll be the other, mm. other thing to watch. Two mouths to feed, but uh, we we don't. The point is, we don't need Zach Williams to do anything no, miraculous. No. He goes, he goes seventy five, yeah. eighty. He's done his job. Okay, and um, he's going to make. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as. As we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Very nice. Let's go on to the next one. The next one here is another guy, and he is the next most popular, and it just happens to be another player with a round two buy, Mm. and that is Kadeen Coleman. I don't think the Brisbane Lions. What are your thoughts on Kadeen? I don't think you can double up. First of all, I'd feel a little sketchy having two two somewhat speculative picks that also have early buys. Yeah. Do you think the thing with Coleman is the grand final performance that people are frothing over? Because I went back and looked at the stats, and I do think that that is a big factor into what people are thinking and the fact that you know he had a 127 in that grand final, but I'm pretty sure he turned up at halftime. Like he was going huge at the start of the game. But that also means he went pretty poor in the second half of the game. From, um, I mean, from the statistics, fantasy-wise, it's not impressive last year. Like, he's a he's an impressive player. Brisbane want the ball in his hands, of course. But if you go back and have a look at his game-by-game, 
fantasy-wise last year. It's not impressive. The other narrative, and, and we're guilty of this, I think we said it on the last podcast, is talking about the Daniel Rich retirement. Daniel Rich played seven he games last year. didn't play much. So, yeah, I've got some stats on that. So, his price at 69.5. So, we'll round that up to his price at 70. Yep. Um, in games without Daniel Rich, he did see an improvement. He averaged 81.6. But that's like, you know... 11, 12 points better in those games without Rich. He did, however, get better as the season went on. So after round 13, before the finals, he averaged 88.8, so 89. Uh, Sorry, no, 84. And if you include the finals, he went at 88.8. So if it is that 89 that he averaged after round 13, if the finals are included, you're getting about 20 points of upside. But... When I have to put that many like stipulations in, it's like I'm cherry-picking stats. So he doesn't really inspire me as a guy that I think is a big scorer. Mm. I think he's probably one of those players that looks like a better footballer than he is a fantasy guy. And the Brisbane Lions are actually not the best fantasy scoring team. And I think they were maybe one of the lowest teams in terms of disposals yep. last season. And with them making the grand final, I don't see that changing all too much. The, the thing is, like you said, he's priced at 68. You want at least 20 points of upside, which puts you just under the 90 mark. Mm-hmm. So you're asking a 90 average from a guy that in the regular season only went 90 plus twice. Twice? So really? I mean, he has a 111 in there and a 105 um, from the stats that I'm looking at. Every- uh, have you got 93 and 97 around 23, 24. But yeah, not tons. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, I don't, know why I don't have the whole the whole stats here on this website. But, but that's it. They're the only other two. So four times over and, ninety and, and twice two of them over only over, just over hundred. Yeah. So I mean, it's probably asking a lot. Um, it is. I think the the other the thing I sort of think of the sort of the vein I think of him in is he's an elite user off the half back line. Let's say you know like a Dacos style player in terms of using the ball off the half back. But Dacos is a thirsty gangster. He does and I just he's quenched. I think he's quenched. Yeah, I think he's quenched. Unless Brisbane are making this concerted effort to get him the ball on every occasion, I just don't see it being this massive yeah. guy with a massive ceiling. So yeah. I'm um I'm not there. Okay, uh, I think uh, yeah, and the other thing I'll, I'll throw in there lastly before we, we get the final verdict and we play another sound grab um, is he was used as a sub, a healthy sub in yep. uh, round thirteen against the Hawks, and whenever you are you know dropped and uses a sub in a team that is obviously like a premiership contender, there's there's a little bit of a flag that comes up for me there, you know, and um, yeah, it just doesn't doesn't fill me with a whole lot of confidence and the round two buy there, I'm leaning more towards, right now, if I have to pick one of those two, I'm leaning more towards Zach Williams yeah. because he's cheaper. Like, he's 200k less than, yeah. than a Kenny Coleman. Kenny Coleman's not actually that cheap. Like, he's cheap, but he's not like, he's not you know, bargain basement mm. sort of price. So, uh, I guess you're a no. I'm a no. I'm a no as well. No! God, please, no! 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 It makes it sound very conclusive, no! the sound crap, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and uh, our good mate from uh, The Office is a good... What's, what's the character's name again? St- oh, Steve. I was going to say Steve Carell. Yeah, Steve Carell. What's his... But it's now drawn a blank. No, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm if putting get, the spot there. Get, leave it with me. Uh, yeah, he'll come back to you. But, yeah, he's People a no just... as well. Steve is a no. Let's... Um, Quickly, just before we move on to the Mike next Scott. guy. Michael Scott. Mike Scott, that's the one. Quickly, before we move on to the next one there, guys, we've got lots of fantasy content coming out this season, this preseason. So if you are enjoying it and you haven't already, please consider subscribing and uh, hit that old uh, thumbs up button. And uh, our goal, we're trying to, well, 
Operation 2000, 2K Club, we want to get Man, to let's first. Let's shoot for the stars. I wanted to, I wanted to put the 3K Club out there, but we'll, we'll tick off two first, I reckon. So, yeah. if you haven't already, uh, go and hit that big old subscribe button. About six, but, 600 to go. Yeah, 600 to go. Just cross the, uh, the 1400. So, help us get there if you haven't already. Over to the next one. Um, another guy that I'm very much watching and, this midfield rotation I'm very much watching mm. as well. Marcus Windhager from the St. Kilda Saints. What do you think about him in terms of a potential um, midfield role this season? He He's still under 21 years old, so he's a young yeah. player going into his third season, third year breakouts. Potentially a, a, a bit of a... Um, who was the Hawthorne guy? Uh, Will Day kind of about him. I can potentially foresee... Uh, it just there's a few different ways that the Saints can go this year. I think, though, yeah, it's something that is not fantasy related. But when I read it, made me think, hey, that there's something to this. It, did you see that um, he's going to wear Spud Frawley's old number? Oh no, I didn't. Year. Is that so, true? So yeah, it was the article okay. that I read. So um, for Have me, to be some kind of a player to get well, the go ahead for that. Given you know all that Spud is to St Kilda, mm. um, they're not just handing that out willy nilly. So that, that filled me with a little bit. No, not necessarily point me towards any sort of role that he's going to play, yep. but that points me towards the fact that they see this guy as a part, a big part of their future. Yeah, he's, this he's is not, not a guy, just a guy that's going to be in and out. He's he's in there. Yeah, you'd have to think so, wouldn't yeah. you? But um, interesting sort of stat in the last few games of the season. So sort of the last seven games of the season, he didn't really see too many CBAs no. from what I could see. But that kind of coincided with when he was doing some of his best scoring. I know people that yep. owned him late last year were kind of happy with that sort of three or four week patch that he put together. Was it just post buys? Maybe yeah. Something it was like that. he was he was the perfect guy that came in and did well during the buys and just outside of the buys. I think he. I just found he, that interesting. Yeah, he had a had a little good patch there. I think he did have some games there where he did get uh, a spike in CBAs here and there. If I just look up, so where was he? Uh, Marcus Windhager. So he had a, a game in round 14 where he had 81% CBAs um, and then a few games around that, round 13. So all after their buy, round 13, 14, 15, 16, 36, 81, 36, 36, 0, and then 41. And then he went back to sort of you know, not playing in, in the midfield. Nothing. Yeah, but I mean, he, he actually scored reasonably consistent through this patch it, as well. After he did, he, he did, and it, um, it didn't take the wind hager out of his sails, which oh, is good. So. No, that was that was actually very smooth. I didn't mind that. <laughs> but he yeah, averaged he averaged after the buys seventy seven point six on the seventeen point six percent CBAs. So. Like you said, he doesn't necessarily need high CBAs, but a little bit in there gives him a bit of a taste. And um, and like I said, he's a he's a third year player, so if that is going to be part of his future, maybe it goes up from seventeen to maybe twenty five, thirty percent, and he's a bit more around the ball. Um, Priced at sixty two, what do you need from him? We normally ask for like that twenty points of upside, mm. um, which I think there is potential for him to do. And I also like the fact that obviously he doesn't have the early buy. We talked about the Saints having a decent run to start the uh, beginning of the year. Yeah. So, yeah, you're probably looking for 80 to 85. 85 would make it a great pick. 80 would make it a decent pick um, to start the season. So, with that in mind, like, what do you you think he's a a thumbs up or a a thumbs down? He's a guy that I want to sit on the fence with. It's something interesting as well. So, they they brought in Paddy Dow. They brought Uh in Liam Henry over the off-season as well. If Paddy Dow's just coming to be insurance, you know, it doesn't matter. But if Paddy Dow's coming to play, yep. you expect him to be playing in and Jade, around that midfield am rotation. Am I right they said they <clears throat> lost Jade Gresham, right? Yeah, lost uh, to Billings as well, to Billings. Yes, yep. So, 
perhaps there's still that space in there. Does he sometimes get deployed in a tagging role as he, well? He has in the past. I don't think he did it as much as I expected him to last year. Uh, there might have been one or two games where he was doing a bit of a slight tag. I think there was. I remember a game where he was kind of running with Doherty, I think, at one stage earlier in the season. Um, but not not a full-time hard-tagging role I can remember as much last year. But he has done that in the past, I do believe. So that is in his uh, repertoire, I would say. Um, it, it was an interesting one because when I first started doing some research, I thought, oh, I don't think I'm really interested. But the, the article about him getting the number two, actually... That, that pushed you it, in oh, It direction. just gave me a little bit of like, oh, okay. okay. But, oh, yeah, oh, I just you. look at this midfield and I go, okay, Jack Steele, yep. Brad Crouch. Yep. Um, who's next? Like, yeah, are, we, are we really... Yeah. Uh, Seb Ross? Like, are we going back to the well there and is he going to be like... Mm. And even if he's in there, is he there like 70%? I wouldn't have thought he was 54% last year. I can really only see that coming down. We, still, um, we don't suspect that Sinclair is going to be dominating time. Yeah, either, like Zach Jones played, what, three or four games last year. He's kind of, his body's let him down a little bit. Windhager doesn't fit the, the financial sort of... You know, repertoire that they're going it's for. Not in the there. Dow it's, Jones. It's not Dow Jones or, or Stocker. <laughs> no, so, so, I mean, and he doesn't pop out for enough of those Marcuses. No. The wind hanging out of your sails. Oh, is man. I was, you I, started the here wind- and then you just plummeted <laughs> after that. Actually, hold on. That's going to deserve this. I forgot I had that. You've got to play it straight away. It doesn't count now. Yeah, I forgot I had that. So, my strategy is throw as much mud at the wall as I can and see what sticks. You miss every shot you don't take, a wise man once said. The the brain's already bloody ticking for the next name. I am going to give a Windhager one of these ones. Wow, wow, wow. He's very nice. I'm using the thumbs up. Did the the number two tip you over the edge or were you already... It's a good stat. It's a good stat. It fills me just with a little bit more confidence and I just think that if, if I'm looking at a player... I'm looking at a guy who's going into his third season. He's got no um, early buy around. He's got a matchup um, like his early. I'll read out the St Kilda starting six six games. Couldn't, Couldn't have gone to a better person. Winhager gets the number two. Yeah, well there you go. He uh, obviously they think a He's lot made about an impression, him. Yeah, he comes up against Geelong, Collingwood, Essendon, Richmond. All in the first four. I think those four are all decent matchups. The Giants in round five is maybe a tougher one. Um, and then the Bulldogs in round six, which is another decent matchup as well. So he is someone that I think, um, yeah, is definitely, if he's not on your radar, should be on your radar um, at the moment. And go ahead and give him that little star on the, the AFL Fantasy app. Mm, mm. Because he is only he's only in 7% of teams at the moment. So maybe not someone that a lot of people are thinking about. All right. Next bloke on our list is the... Uh, young Bulldog. Yes. Nick the Coffey. New, the new Bulldog, Nick Coffey. Yeah. Who, I think he actually supported the club. Did he? Is he, is he one, of, one of those I saw, guys, a, yeah. saw a photo with a scarf on. Do you reckon, so. that, do you reckon that you know increases the, I don't know, scoring ability of, of a oh, player? Oh, it would be pretty cool to play for your the franchise it would have that you liked to, growing it would have up, to just, wouldn't it? You know, if you were tackle run, numbers come up, just like a little bit extra. If you were running the point for the Celtics, what do you reckon you'd average? Oh, 25, 10, and 10. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> I'd put you in my <laughs> uh, Yeah, I reckon, I reckon it just give you a little bit more of a pep in your step. Um, I, hope, I hope I got that right. But he he is someone who didn't play at all last year. Well, this is um, the thing. He's, he's got an injury history. So ACL into um, hamstrings, calves. He just can't get on the coffee field. So... <laughs> no, they're better. They're better. The last name sticks. The last name. That was all right. Yeah, sticks okay. the last names. Um, but he is 
Look, he's he's not someone who's like dominated in terms of scoring in the past. Yeah. He's played, what has he played? Four seasons in the AFL. Um, every season, he seems to just hover around 60 points per game. So in his rookie year, 56. Second year, 59. Um, 2020, that's a 62, but that's a 62 in COVID time. So that's actually a better score. It's probably his best yep. year. And 2021, he went back down to 61 again. So... Um, not someone who is going to score a lot, but he's he's nearly rookie price, three hundred and fifty eight k. He's definitely someone that obviously you're not going to be holding on for a long time. He's there to make cash, but priced at uh, forty points. If he goes that sixty points, which he's yeah. literally done the last three seasons in a row, even in a season where he had four minutes less per quarter, like I said, he's a rookie. Um, Twenty points of upside. It's it's a pretty easy selection. My question to you is: Do you think he's locked in as the Bulldogs' best 22. That was going to be sort of my my caveat on it. It's like, okay, so who have you got back there? You've got Dale. You've got potentially Caleb Daniel. Yeah. They want probably JJ you've got, in you've that got role. JJ. You've got who Ed Richards. You got? Ed Richards. Um, what, how Where tall does, is he? So he's 191 centimetres. So is he is he big, like a medium tall kind of kind of role? Like yeah, and it also, when they're about 191, it kind of depends on the athletic ability as to whether yeah. they can play up or not. But... It's it's a decent list of names that you got to get in front of. Like he's not yeah. he's not going to be better it, like in before Dale. If Caleb Daniels playing back there, he's not in. They like JJ over him, and then you said Ed Richards. I think Ed Richards is a gun as well. So yeah. it's like where where does he, does he fit? Does he play alongside those guys? Like because who else do they have in the defenders in terms of like a bigger role? They had. I mean, Josh Bruce was delisted. Like he retired or was delisted or one of the two. So he's not going to. He won't play a key role. He at one ninety one. I don't think he'll play a key yes. role. The the. Um, thing I can see happening is Bevo putting Caleb Daniel in the midfield more permanently because he does like yep. to flirt with that. And but it, it the job security isn't there, so I'd have to see something between now and round. I was going to say round one, round zero yep. to um, to say this guy's solidified a spot in the team. Yeah, because yeah. if you're paying just a little bit more than a rookie price, um, you know maybe he doesn't quite make as much cash as those rookies. But the mm. benefit of having him there is that. You would hope someone who's you know going to their fifth season, um, he's been you know acquired by the club for a reason that he does have a little bit of extra job security, um, yeah. and hopefully not a uh, Charlie Constable situation. Sometimes so. that reason can literally just be insurance. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. And we see that sometimes. Yeah. So uh, give me give me the verdict on a Nick Caulfield. Where are you leaning towards him? I think he can nick off. Oh, so you got one of these ones? No, God, please, no, yeah. no. No. So, Chapman. No! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it just it Sam goes for an still hour. Going, mate. <laughs> well, Chapman, Williams. Um, there's another Marcus Windhager. Is that what you're talking about? Windhager. I'm, I'm just like listing guys that yeah. I think are in that mid-price bracket that I think yeah. I would pick before him. So, I think if I was to reckon? pick a Nick Caulfield, I would most like to have him as my D six and have no rookies on my defense line. Oh, okay. And have that structure where. That's sort of my, you know, leg up on the rest of the competition that if like a rookie, for example, was dropped like last year when we were, you know, having to field some of those Carlton defender rookies, yeah. and it was a bit of a nightmare. Um, I would like that to be the structure I have. I don't know if I love him as much as a D5 and you've got him and a rookie. Yeah. To me, you're playing a little bit with fire with job security in that situation there. So, Did you um, hear that he's actually, um, it's a fun fact, he's actually been um, sick for part of this preseason so far? Where you go? This, this is a joke coming. Look at your face. He had a cough. 
Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so funny. Oh, man. I can tell when you're, you're Just laugh, man. One. Just embrace it. <laughs> the build-up's funny than the actual you joke. You can start throwing me some alley-oops, would you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's move on to the next guy here. Uh, this guy... He is uh, looking like he's going to be a bit of a happy chappy, this one, uh, because he's getting a bigger role, and that is Heath Chapman. <laughs> uh, oh, Heath man. Chapman. I knew you'd come into the game at some point. Welcome to the party. <laughs> Heath Chapman is coming in as a guy who you referenced in the previous podcast, talking about a potential mm. midfield role that um, Hayden, Hayden Young, Young told me. Yeah, he did. He's telling everyone, apparently, but um, he is... <laughs> Justin Longview is like, can this bloke shut up? He's, he's letting <laughs> he's everyone know his secrets. Close to your chest. Um, but yeah, what do we think about Heath Chapman um, as a potential mid-price option price at 494k? I, I actually quite love the idea of this. The, the thing is, this guy's a good player already as a backman. Not necessarily fantasy, but this guy's a guy that mm. they obviously rate and they he's going to be a... Uh, starter in their team. Starter, I'm using basketball terminology. He's going to be starting in their team and then priced at, what's... Ooh, what's he priced, priced at? at 50, He's mid-50? Priced at 55. Like there we go, yep. 55. He's done 70 before. So, well, this is what a... What is an average AFL um, winger? What is what is an average AFL winger average in fantasy? Wow, okay. <laughs> say that 10 times fast. Um, <laughs> I'd have to say you'd be looking at, what, like mid-70s? Yeah, and that's what... Yeah. If he goes 75, then... That's, 75, there's 20 points. That's, that's a winning that's, pick. That's your 20 points right that's there. Good. I think, um, yeah, I, I quite like the pick as well. I think mm. if, if he plays half-back, if he plays wing, it's it's all good to me. I think either way he can score quite well because if you're playing half-back, you're benefiting from the absence of a Hayden Young yep. moving up into the midfield. And obviously yep. in his 2022 average, Hayden Young was back there. Um, and, you know, he's a young player. He's going to be turning 22 just before the start of the season, going to his fourth year. But really... He's only played 24 games in his AFL career so far, so he's still got plenty of growth left in his in his game. And, um, you know, Fremantle, they might switch something up, but they do have the history of obviously chipping that ball around a bit, and um, that can definitely help a player like Heath Chapman out. And again, no early buy, and you do get the benefit of the regular buy for the um, Frio Dockers being that round 13 where there are only two play- two teams <sighs> On that buy. There's more reasons to pick Hayden Young. Yes. Yeah, we've got to mention that, but yeah. The, Fuck yeah. The Portland, not Portland, uh, Port Adelaide. <laughs> Port Adelaide and... Trailblazers Frio, coming over. Frio, yeah, mate. Yeah, beauty. Pick Scoot Henderson. Um, and the... Had, uh, fuck, you got me flustered. And the, <laughs> the Frio Dockers have that round 13 buy, so... How do you reckon NBA players would go coming over and playing? And I'm... I'm not counting Mason Cox. He's not a case study. Oh, yeah, absolutely not. Uh, some of them would kill it. The athleticism would oh, be... Mate. Imagine LeBron James in the Rock. Oh, dominate. Someone like... Wemby in the Rock. <laughs> Jesus. Don't know about that one. But, uh, yeah, someone like, you know, like a Jalen Johnson, LeBron James, those, like, power forward types. I'd, I wouldn't be encouraging the kick. I'd be teaching him how to hand pass, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be about Maybe it. Maybe bounce. Big pack marks. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's... So, okay, well, do we do we give a, a verdict on, on Heath Chap? Give him the ball, Rad. He's a very nice. Happy Chappy. There is a thumbs up from us. Let's go through. We've got a little bit extra time. We'll, we'll go through, and I'm going to go rapid fire, and I want you to give me... I don't know. A thumbs up, a thumbs down, and maybe a brief reason as to why. Another will stay at Frio. Jordan Clark, mm. someone who could potentially benefit with Hayden Young moving up into the midfield. Any thoughts on old Clarky? I actually did a little bit of research, and the more I did, the more I sort of thought there's something to this kid. So he's priced at 76, and in the last three games of the season, mm-hmm. went at 100, small sample size. In but the that- last five, went at 87. 
But that did coincide, obviously, with Hayden with Young. With the Hayden Young. Because yeah. Hayden Young went into the midfield for the last five games. Five, yes. So, for the last five games, he went at 87. Now, that's only 11 points of upside. Yeah. The issue with somebody priced at, at this at 76 yeah. is that if you're picking a guy at 76, you, he, he almost, needs to be that close to top six. Yeah, he almost needs to be a premium. Yeah, or he needs to be pick. going to that. Yeah, so that was the thing. Is I think he will benefit, yes. Like Chapman, uh, Chapman didn't play many games, but Young up the field. He's going to be one of the main distributors down there, you would think. Mm-hmm. If, if he can go... The problem is, let's say... Okay, Hayden Young goes up the field. And let's say uh, Jordan Clark steps straight in and essentially becomes Hayden Young of last year. Well, what did Hayden Young average last year? It was only 88, 88 or something like that. 88 or 89, yeah. Which means it's still not a good it's pick to pick Jordan Clark, is it? still enough, yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess that means that's one of these ones. No! God, please, No! 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 Maybe we just. Maybe I should have shortened that one. <laughs> How bit. many does do we need? Uh, okay, uh, interesting one here. I'll throw it to you with Alex Witherden, obviously with no Shannon Hearn. He was a guy that we, you know, previous years seemed to be a bit of a fantasy piglet in the fact that he likes to seagull yeah. it up a little bit. But last year, I, I don't know about you, but I personally saw him doing a little bit less of that and playing a bit more team ball, which might be good for his job security. Mm. But as yeah, as far as it goes for fantasy scoring, do you think that without Shannon Hearn there, someone like an Alex Willen has the potential to become a premium? I don't think so. How many games did Shannon Hearn play last year? Uh, that's a oh, good question. So the thing is, you know, we've obviously got Duggan back there, who's probably West Coast's. Does Duggan play off half-back or in the midfield? That's a very... Mm. I mean, I don't know the answer to that question, but I think that that... Like, it could go I, either way. Yeah, I thought he was a half-back, but I, I mean... Maybe I didn't watch a lot of West Coast last year, <laughs> fair, fair which is play. weird. They're so good to watch. So yeah, such a good team. Um, yeah, I, I don't see Witherden doing anything um, more than potentially what he did last year. But the other thing too is I, I'm guessing that he is also priced. Yeah, so his price is 78. Which, um, again, you need to be picking him with the confidence that yeah. he's going to be there or thereabouts. He, he, if you're picking a guy priced there, they're your like, last upgrade target, aren't yeah. they? They're like the last guy you're going to... Yeah, you're trying to hold them onto the bye, yeah. which is in round 14 for the Eagles. Um, he averaged 85 in games without Hearn. Hearn played 13 games last season, so you've got about, what, a 10-game sample size 85's there. 85 is not enough. 85, which is... Yeah. Cut and dry. It's not not enough. quite enough. I won't press the button again. No, uh, press it again. <laughs> let's go on to the next one. No! God, please, no! No! <laughs> no! No! This would only be like a 20-minute podcast yeah. if we didn't have that sound grab. Uh, I'll throw two giants your way. Harry okay. Himmelberg and Isaac Cumming is uh, these two guys. Do either of them present enough value? Isaac Cumming is a very interesting one because he was a guy that went up, you know, did pretty well after, yeah. you know, a rocky start to his career. And then I think his second or third season went, went big. But last year just really fell off the map with a few other uh, Giants defenders taking a leap ahead of him. Is he someone that bounces back? And, and Harry Himmelberg obviously moving into defense. Um, he did so halfway through last year. I like coming, but I don't like the player. <laughs> okay. So You like coming, but not Isaac. No, yeah. correct. <laughs> okay. Round three bye for both of these correct. guys. Yep. They fall into that awkward Again, like yep. no man's land where you need them to be elite. They're not going to make you a heap of cash unless they really pop. And then why would you pay for a guy at that price that also has a buy straight away in round three? Yeah, and 
I mean, Himmelberg, you might recognise the name if you had him in the prior season as someone who went yeah. off and was a great player in defence. But last year, the role was not quite as juicy, not quite as... GWS just playing better. They're playing better. They've got probably more mouths to feed. Lockie Ash took a step up yeah, uh, more a little direct, bit more. And, a good uh, team to watch. Yeah, so I think that I agree with you. Of the two, I think I'm much more confident in a Himmelberg than I am in Isaac Cumming. I think he's just kind of stepped back behind some of those other guys, whereas a Himmelberg you know, takes a few more of the kick-ins and, um, you know, can win his own ball a little bit better, but I still don't think it's quite enough to factor in the you know the, the fact that he's got that early round by. And another last one, I'll throw your weight, Jack Bowes from the Geelong uh, Cats, sure. who has a few injury affected games in his average. And uh, Geelong just kind of getting older now. Do they turn it over a bit more to these younger players? He had a bit of scoring history in the Gold Coast Suns, and a few people. I think um, I want to say Dossie from the Pod Pod. Shout out to him. Jumped on him at one point last year, and he <laughs> might have got injured on a on a Poor three Dossie. or something like that. Poor Dossie. Um, does does this cat give you any sort of you know hope at all that he might be a pick as a bit of a unique play? No. Yeah, I don't think so. Either. <laughs> <laughs> I just I can't trust Geelong. Like I think that's what it comes down to me. For yeah, like, there's an interesting mid price midfielder. I'd from Geelong that I'd oh, like to yes. talk about. Yes, well, we'll get Man, there. Not, not now. Yeah, just a little, in a couple podcast time. We'll but yeah, he played, I mean, he played 17 games last year and yes, he had four affected games in the middle of the season where he had that nine, he was subbed out on a 54, subbed out on a 21 and uh, used as a sub for the last little bit on a 10. So the, the, the average is definitely well down, but yeah. it's, it is still that awkward price where... Was it you telling me that Geelong had the most number of players attend a CBA last year as yeah, well? 30... Players attended a CBA for Geelong last year. Fuck. More than an entire team. Good luck working that one out, eh? So, yes. It's just confusing, and I don't think, even if we see something in the preseason, like, um, who was the, the Geelong mid-pricer last year that was in our forward lines? I can't remember. Um, anyway, someone was there. We saw him in the preseason. Everyone jumped on him, and he shit the bed to start the year because the roles can just change from week to week yeah. over in the in the, in the the Geelong category. Oh, that's so. going to shit me now. Uh, yeah, it's going to shit me too. But anyway, I just can't trust Geelong, so to me... Uh, Jack Bowes is a big old... No! God, please, no! 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 <laughs> Alright, that will do it for today's... We, we need a maybe sound effect as well, so if there's anyone... Yeah, has everyone got a good maybe sound effect? Throw it our way and we'll uh, we'll throw it up for those ones so we can get back on the fence and uh, not, <laughs> not give a decisive opinion. But that is our, all we're going to talk about for the mid-prices. Let us know down in the comment section if you think we've forgotten anyone, if there's someone that we haven't touched on today. I'm sure there's someone we might have missed, but let us know. Are you rocking with the two early buy-around players in... Um, uh, Kadeen Coleman. Coleman and Zach Williams. Or are you going neither? Let us know down in the comments and we will catch you guys next time. Next podcast, we're doing a rankings. Top 30 defenders. Make sure you check it out and we'll see you then. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
Overdraft fees are just the worst. Get up to $200 in fee-free overdraft with a Chime checking account. Sign up today at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply.